0: This episode of Solutions in Senior Health is brought to you by Home Care Solutions in Pensacola, Florida. Hello and welcome back to Solutions in Senior Health. This is Chase Neal and I'm joined by Sharon Miller and our special guest, Joy Barbie. Joy, why don't you give us an idea of what you do?
1: Thank you for inviting me. Um, What I currently do is I'm the coordinator for the memory disorder clinic at West Florida Hospital, and we evaluate patients for what type of dementia, if they have a dementia, do treatment and follow up on these folks, and a lot of education to their caregivers.
0: Yeah, Joy, well, thank you for joining us, and uh, Sharon and I had the the privilege of being able to hear you speak at our Dementia Education Forum just a couple days ago. And the focus of that forum was nutrition, uh, changes in appetite for seniors with dementia, and ways to kind of help soothe some stress and anxiety around the holidays if you're a caregiver.
1: Yes. Uh, One thing that we notice a lot with our patients and families talk about is, oh, they don't want to eat anything that's not sweet. And that's true for a lot of people with Alzheimer's or any type of dementia Um, some are not aware that they often lose their sense of smell uh, as well or they may not recognize foods and so all those can again uh, contribute to them not wanting to eat but some ideas about how to help on that thing might be for some if they're not diabetic consider adding some a little bit of sugar on top of their vegetables or their meats uh, and see if that within itself increases their eating of vegetables or meat. Uh, for some patients it does wonders and you may find that they can get a better diet with meats and potatoes or vegetables uh, once again. If the patient's diabetic, um, consider a, adding just a little bit of a sugar substitute on their food. Um, there's a reason, a physical reason, why they taste only the sweets, and it's that their sour and salty taste buds die on their tongue, and so they're left with their just the sweet uh, taste buds. And so we've got to um, work around that problem that they have. Um, another thing that they have with their foods is, you know, they want to pick up a food and maybe walk with it and a lot of you are not you know don't think about it but um finger foods are great during this stage um of the of alzheimer's and they love things like hot dogs uh sweet potato fries uh, drumsticks pancakes on a stick fish sticks uh most fruits can be cut up apples um you know, even oranges, uh, cut in quarters, um, uh, sometimes you may have to cut a, um, grape in half, but, you know, they love those usually, they're sweet, uh, instead of like a hamburger for lunch, they may want to have the pieces of the hamburger, meaning they like sliced tomatoes, um, they may like the lettuce, um, Something else that they enjoy a lot of times is um, boiled eggs, and they'll, you know, eat a boiled egg. Make sure you have peeled the shell off of it before giving that to them. Um, Toast, butter. Uh, They like to sometimes, like I said, walk around and eat those things, and we have to um, go into that stage of their disease um, to get them to have better nutrition.
0: I'm sorry back back to the uh, the taste buds is the loss of the taste buds an effect of dementia and alzheimers or is it part of aging
1: it's a part of the alzheimers okay. not the not normal aging people will still keep their taste buds okay mhm okay. so Um, We're going to think about something else that a lot of folks don't think about is instead of trying to sit down and have three big meals a day, um, I would suggest that you try for six or more small meals um, and only serve one or two foods at a time. When you put a plate full of food in front of somebody with Alzheimer's, often it's overwhelming. It's too much. um, They don't know where to begin. Uh, and so when you do one or two foods at a time, you typically have a better, um, outcome of them eating.
0: Now, is that because of how busy the plate looks? Like they can't decipher between the items on the plate?
1: That and the fact that it's just too many decisions to make. They, uh, usually just one or two. And I would also suggest if possible that you go to a white plate. Um, not, you know, a real fancy plate. And sometimes at Thanksgiving, we uh, tend to have, you know, dressy china or dressy uh, plates and things. And they don't do well eating that. It's too busy. They do better with plain plates. um, Or consider for these, for caregivers, you guys consider using plastic or, or paper plates. I mean, and then you throw them away and you don't have to do dishes. Um, Use a solid color placemat in a solid color tablecloth and try not to to do it as dressed up as you would normally have done it. It doesn't mean you won't have Thanksgiving but this is a card table type dinner now. Um, We're gonna be real real casual and the environment needs to be quiet when you have too many people too many guests or they get invited they can't um, think as well they get anxiety they may want to get up and wander Um, you may notice that um, there's changes in the way they pick up their fork and their spoon and their knife Um, a lot of times at these um, dinners when they get nervous they tend to even um, be more confused at what utensil to use so they may pick up a a spoon when they should have used a fork or vice versa Um, and I always suggest that uh, you cut meat away from the patient not in front of them so it doesn't embarrass them Um, and oh, and
0: I, I think you, you told us a story about uh, Bob, who was it, Dan Quayle, Bob Dole?
1: Oh, I heard years ago, um, Senator Bob Doyle, uh, when his wife was running for election, talk about you know, he's the one that his right arm was injured in a war accident and was paralyzed, and he said it was most embarrassing to um, be at a state dinner there at the White House, and they would, you know, serve him steak, and then somebody would come and sit down and cut the steak right there in front of everybody else at the table. So I always remembered that and thought about that even with my mother and thinking, you know, let's not embarrass or dishonor them. Let's get them um, that food cut up, serve it that way.
0: Right. I, and, and it has a lot to do with dignity, Right. Yeah, even though right. We, we, we think that this person has this inability, uh, they have Alzheimer's, they may not even remember this moment, it, it still helps to have some dignity in their life and, and doing that for them where it, it honors them instead of embarrasses them I think is really, really important.
1: Correct, because these folks are no different than um, you or me or anybody else in the audience. They were once productive members in society. They worked. They were active at churches or synagogues or in groups and organizations. And fathers, um, sons, mothers, daughters. And now they got a disease that they
2: don't even, even know they, they have
1: no they they're not aware that they even have most of this you know they have no idea what's going on but there's no reason to keep correcting them because if they could remember how to do something they would do it and we sure you know but they just don't deserve to be dishonored
2: in any way joy you did mention about keeping the plate uncluttered and I noticed in the meeting you mentioned one of the reasons for that is they tend to develop a sense of tunnel vision almost like when they're looking at the plate so if you have two or three things on the plate and they finish one you almost without them making are you making a big deal of it rotate the plate so they can go to the next food item correct Uh, make it simple and and you know almost like a lazy susan type effect um so you can switch the foods around so they will have a more balance in their meal
1: right and they tend just to you know not see that yeah other food and we discovered that because we had a plate that spun Uh, i mean it was a spinning plate and you know
2: that was years ago but anyway it worked you know and i've seen it work for countless people yeah and I've seen also, and I can really testify to this. I've been in a home with uh, a family with their mom who had uh, dementia, and uh, they were tr- trying to feed her lunch. And uh, they had a f- sweetest little place set set in front of her with a real flowery placemat and uh, several different patterns on the plate. And then the glass had glitter on the outside, and I could see it was totally confusing. This person, when she was trying to eat, she kept looking at the glass like she didn't know what it was or what to do with it. And her daughter kept saying, "Now you have to have, you have to have your water, mom. You have to have your water." But it wasn't a reachable agreement in her mind on how she could do it. Do it. Yeah. So you have, yeah, you really do have to simplify things. You're, you and I'm, I know caregivers and family members think they're helping, but. Again, keep it simple as possible. And I can see where you mentioned about a crowd and like a holiday when you expect the family to be there. And sometimes it was actually mentioned in our meeting that sometimes you might want to ask people to come at different times during the day so it's not overwhelming. Um, And just it would end up then being not a good holiday. So you want it to be as the best it can possibly be for that person with cognitive function. Problems, and the best way to do that, I guess, would be to spread out the day. Yeah. yeah,
0: Those things are easy to do, and they're they're really not that big of a change from your regular holiday. If you think about like Christmas Day, um, you, you have people coming in and out all day. If you've had that already, just ask them to be a little more conscious of when they are there, and 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 that's a that's a whole family kind of discussion, but. It, I think when everyone realizes that, hey, this is actually helping grandma or grandpa, that they'll be on board for it. And it, it'll be a, a meaningful holiday for them and a meaningful holiday for our loved one.
2: Yeah, correct. Yes. You did mention joy about presence and how mm-hmm. someone with dementia or Alzheimer's receives that. So you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure. Uh, one thing that I've noticed uh, personally was when Christmas came around, um, you know, the, the thought is always you make a uh, give a present and you make, oh, so pretty the package. And then you, you put the ribbon on it and you put a bow on it. Well, mother got to the point where she just looked at it and didn't do anything with it. And so I got to thinking later, that well, was kind of, you know, I needed to unwrap the present and just hand her the gift and once you as the caregiver get over that point of saying you know i want her to open the present it can still be she likes what you gave her but trying to undo wrapping paper and then ribbon and take a bow off is three big steps and that's just too many steps for someone with um, alzheimer's
0: and they might even be confused about why they're doing this anyway. Correct. Absolutely. Why are they being forced to do this? Uh,
1: Right. Don't expect that just because you put a Christmas tree up that, you know, and you tell them it's Christmas, that they're going to understand what you're saying because things get mixed up in their mind. And the saying of it's Christmas day may not have any real meaning to them. And, uh, consideration is always you know are they having a good day Mm. um is it a fuzzy day for them um and if it's a good day you know then proceed with christmas you know it but uh you know if it was a real woke up and she woke up and they're foggy or um you know didn't sleep the night before and they're irritable or anxious postpone doing those things you know it's it's okay. Christmas can be December twenty sixth, you know, twenty seventh, but you don't want to force a an event. Right. And uh, one thing that we discovered too is sometimes the decorations can be too much. Meaning, we put out these um, cute little reindeer, and um, my mother would not go in the den with those reindeer. I mean, I believe she perceived they were real because she would go in the room but when i removed the reindeer she would go in the room but i've heard others talk about the same can be true with the elves and the santas and you know all the other things that we use as christmas decoration Mm -hmm. um and now you know you can do the um so much of the electronic candles, I've heard that can almost be frightening to some of these folks because, you know, back in their day, they may have thought too many candles was a fire hazard, you know. So again, look, uh, you know, look at how they're reacting to things before you really, you know, do everything up because it may not be, you may be putting the Christmas tree up for yourself, and that's okay if you need it, but you may this may not be the year to put the six-foot tree and right. all the trimmings. and Because
0: um, you're changing their living environment. And like you said a minute ago, they might know, not know it's Christmas. So for you to be changing everything around, even though it might be pretty for you and you think you might need that, just – I mean, we make accommodations all the time for people, right? Exactly. And, and, and
1: so for this, them – you know, they like things the same. Don't change. Don't move. And it's, you know, comfortable. They're secure in that environment. And now you've gone and put a tree. You put lights on it. You put balls on it. Um, and sometimes those flash. The lights flash. And I can imagine that's not, it has to be scary at some point for a lot, for a lot of them. Um, And then you've put these, you know, characters around the room, the Santas, Mrs. Santas, and the elves and the reindeer and such. And that may not be the best thing for um, Grandma right now. It really may not be. Um, So consider those thoughts because if um, a lot of you caregivers already know they like their rooms the same. They like the chair in the same place. They like the same bedspread. You know, they enjoy no change, and that's good. That's fine. We, we need to accommodate them because they can no longer accommodate us. Um, oh, Christmas cards. I wanted to say I saw with a really good friend, you know, he couldn't get over the fact that his mom didn't open up the Christmas card in the envelope. And he just, you know, mom left it there. And I was like, now, you know, she would have opened that if she could, but it was just too hard to open up. She didn't know she was supposed to open up that card. So if you buy, you know, a pretty Christmas card, don't put it in the envelope necessarily. Hand it out. You can, here, here's your Christmas card. And sometimes the pretty pictures and all, they love that. But they may not be able to read the inside of the card um, back to you but they'll they'll love the pretty pictures on that um let's see and again uh, caregivers we got to take care of you and you've got to take care of yourself and so we're not suggesting that you don't celebrate the holidays just scale back make it a little more simpler for yourself simpler for the person with alzheimer's and
0: we talk about this a lot um A lot of the taking care of yourself when you're a caregiver, because that that seems to be a thing that we forget to do a lot of times when we are responsible for the life of someone else and their well-being. So, I guess the holidays would be a a perfect time to ask family members or hire a a part-time caregiver to come into the home and give you an opportunity. Like especially if the holidays are super important to you, give you an opportunity to go out and experience. Christmas lights and, and, and be in the spirit with everyone else and then when you come back home, you're refreshed and, and, and can think clearly about taking care of mom.
1: That's a great idea, Chase. That's a great idea.
2: Yes, but well, sometimes, even as much as you love that family member, and I hear this a lot, that I just can't do this anymore, I just, it's, I, I don't even, it's hard for me to even like them because it's, I just don't have a life. and they don't really want to feel that way. They don't really feel that way, but they're just expressing that. And so it would be, thats a great idea to, to know that, give yourself a break because the holidays, I know myself, they can be very stressful because my list gets longer and longer every year. So, and now if you're adding someone in there that you're taking care yeah. of, that list is so long. So it, that's, yeah, it would be nice to, to figure out a way during the holidays to take that break
1: right and you might consider also this is a great time for gift cards and some of you I know I hate giving gift cards but I, I know personally we did during some of this time and it was to make things easier and you know you got to think about yourselves take care of yourselves because if you're not healthy who's going to take care of your loved one you got to think about that right Yeah. And then also, you know, you got to think about um, not decorating every room in the house, too. That's something, you know, some people will do every single room, you know, in the house, they're decorated up. And it, you know, someone with dementia, it just is a little too much decoration and change. Um, And if they don't, Like I said, if you spend a whole afternoon decorating and it looks really pretty, you know, and they don't say, you know, oh, what a great job, this is beautiful, don't take it personally. They may not just be able to express how they feel. It may be that it's pretty and and you put up, you know, the same um, Christmas balls that's been there for, you know, decades and stuff but don't be surprised if you don't get the reaction you were wanting to have and that's okay and something else I think you ought to do is prep um, grandchildren or younger children that grandma may not respond um, in the same way that they once did or or, you know just just prep them that you don't have to say anything you know degrading or anything but just say she not that she forgot you but just say you know she may not recognize what she's supposed to do or she may have just you know had forgotten how to unwrap a present and uh or it's you know her arthritis is bad and she can't get the fingers around the tape and the the ribbon but um you know make it so that it's still that's still grandma and we you know you want to teach them to honor, and respect grandma.
0: Those are all incredible points, and I think that's a a lot of really useful information. I want to thank Joy Barbie for joining us today for this episode of the podcast, and I want to encourage everyone, if if they have any questions going forward, they can message us. We can put you in touch with Joy. We'll we'll link her uh, information on the podcast and on the post on Facebook. And you can also do some research online about uh, accommodations you can make for Alzheimer's patients during the holidays. In, in fact, you can go to alz.org, that's alz.org, and search for holidays. And there'll be tons of information to kind of help you prepare for the upcoming days and, and, and what could be conflict you can turn into something that's enjoyable for everyone in the family.
1: Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it, and um, I hope everybody has some wonderful holidays.
0: Thank you, Joy.